2: And oh, what a fabulous football Friday it is as we get you set for a big football weekend in the Metroplex. It's the Cowboys and the New York football giants. 325 kickoff on Sunday afternoon. Mickey Spagnola is in the SWBC Mortgage Studio at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Hello, Mickey. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Everson Walls. Is in his usual spot with his picture behind him in the SWBC Mortgage Everson Walls studio, and he's got Cowboys gear on as well as he is. Winning time,
0: baby. Winning time.
2: There you go. It's his winning time Cowboys gear. <laughs> and Jerry wonders why you didn't start wearing that the first week of the season.
0: You're <laughs> on big <mixed> shots. <laughs> well, first of all, let me say, I, I have a complaint. Oh no! There's Mick Shots and there's Mick Shots. Mick Shots is alcohol. <laughs> Mick Shots is a show. <laughs> so I, 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 you know, there's a, they need to announce it, Mick Shots, not Mick Shots, because I can make up some Mick Shots right here. I got, I got stuff to make up Mick Shots. But you know, we need to clarify the Mick Shots. Well, that means he's and, going for it. See,
3: now you would be, <laughs> there you would be some... really big time if you had Mickey's beer, if you remember that.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's old school. Oh, my God. How remember, old school the, is that? The they don't even make were, that anymore. The bottles were wide
3: mouth, and it was just the most disgusting
0: beer ever. They were. It was green. Didn't they have yes, a green bottle yes. or something like but that? But I have a yes. bottle. I have a bottle. Too bad that I know about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And there are some who are wondering if uh, Everson is already imbibed in some of that mixed shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got my OU gear on. I see it. Okay, I'm only, I decided to go with my national championship cap uh, as it is what we call OU Texas weekend, what Derek Eagleton calls Texas OU weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's been 20 years. This, this cap is 20 years old. It's been 20 years since we had a team good enough to win a national championship. and uh, But this is always my favorite weekend of the year. However, it's so different this year. There's only going to be 25,000 fans uh, all wearing masks, hopefully, at the Cotton Bowl at 11 a.m. Uh, tomorrow. And Texas has its best shot uh, in a while to beat an unranked Oklahoma team tomorrow. But, but
0: we got but Bill, something was missing. Something was missing. You didn't have us warm up the field for you from the SWAT. Usually you have the Grambling Prairie View game. That's right. Southwest Classic didn't have it this year. It's going to be a little incomplete. You know, you guys fed off of that. At OU Texas, it's going to be a little, a lot more missing than what you just mentioned. A whole lot that, more missing.
2: That's right. There's no state fair. There's no, no rambling Prairie View game. Man. There's no nothing. And and uh, I did have my press pass FedExed. It, uh, it it was on my doorstep this morning, and I don't think I'm going to go. I just don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's a
0: good I, move. I, that's a good move, Bill. Yeah. That's a good move. I mean, it so. doesn't
3: even feel like anyway. OU Texas, does it? No, not at all. Okay, I I have
2: mean, one question. you've had
0: a bunch of arrests, well, let's wait till tonight. We'll see how many arrests they have in the streets downtown, <laughs> and then we'll go from there. I have one question, and we'll move on. I want to know, Bill, when you grew up,
3: uh, either in high school or in college, uh, what I have found you going down Main Street, ca- cavorting till midnight at night, uh, <laughs> drinking and screaming. That is, and that is a
2: story. Mickey, that is a story I forgot to tell you ahead of time. Do not mention that on the air. (laughs) Anything about Commerce Street. Especially my freshman year in college, okay? I'll just just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. That's a story that I don't want my daughters to learn about.
3: I think I I know the story, so you're
0: good. All right. Fair enough, Bill. (laughs) Fair enough, Bill.
2: I will say this. I will say this, and this will get us into the Cowboys, because there's so many fans out there who, uh, and and I've been a Cowboys fan since the day I was born. Ever since you were growing up in here. Hamilton Park, you were a Cowboys fan forever, right. right? Okay, yeah, right down the street. Yeah. It, it's just something about your football team and sports in general that it it unites a family, it unites a community, and so forth. And that's what that's what I love about this Texas OU or OU Texas weekend it's 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 a rivalry yes but it's the Texas fan, it is the one weekend Texas football fans point to every year Oklahoma football fans point to every year Cowboys fans point to it every Sunday during an NFL season and i guess I've got one little personal story to tell you about uh, the Oklahoma, Texas. My dad um, grew up in Oklahoma, Okima, Oklahoma, or just down the road from Troy Aikman's hometown of Henrietta, Oklahoma. And uh, so he's a huge OU fan. That's how I became an OU fan. My last memory of my father in 2003 was uh, an OU Texas weekend. OU won the, happened to win the game 65 to 13 over Vince Young in Texas that year. But we went to Humperdinks after the game and he and he was I knew he was in his final days whatever the last words i heard my father say as we left the restaurant that night was i just ate me i just had me a longhorn steak he passed away <laughs> a week or so later and uh, but anyway it's those kinds of memories that makes sports special when you yes. your family and your your friends and yeah. You know, anyway, that's I just pass that along to start things off with. Good stuff, you know, Bill. Good stuff, buddy. I, you know, I think Texas has a great opportunity to win the game this year. But it, it's it's more than that. It's more about who wins and loses the game. That's what sport sports brings us together. And I think we appreciate it even more here at, on the. During this pandemic, yes, and without correct. having sports over the last six months. I agree. All right, I agree. All right. Now let's get to the news of the day, and it is huge news because, uh, as we. Uh, As we told you yesterday during mixed shots, uh, things were going on with Tyron Smith as that's when reports first started surfacing that he was getting a second opinion on his neck. And uh, sure enough, he has uh, decided to have a season-ending surgery. And so, Mickey, fill us in on what you know about it.
3: Well, uh, I don't know this officially, but since it, it had been called a pinched nerve, the only thing that pinches a nerve in your neck if you have a bulging disc. Uh, and I would imagine he's having similar surgery to what Leighton Vanderesh had. Um, and, and I don't want to, and I remember back when he had his, people were calling him, he had minor neck surgery. There ain't nothing minor about yeah. having surgery on your neck, right? Because they're doing something nope. close to your vertebrae, uh, which is close to your spinal cord. So, uh, yeah, it, it sounds like they tried to do everything they could uh... and and normally that's what happens surgery is always the last resort and it looked like that this could not be corrected uh... unless they had surgery uh... mike mccarthy sort of made that announcement this morning uh... and then uh, but but he, he said it's correctable, and you got the feeling that this isn't a career-threatening surgery. It's something to relieve the pressure uh, he was having on his spinal cord. So, uh, you know, you, you hope it's successful. Uh, and that, you know, that you, it seems like Tyron Smith has been here forever, right? He, he's in his 10th year, but he's only 29. He turns 30 in December. Uh, and so, uh, you know, he's got years ahead of him. And, and this will be the longest span of games he misses, because normally it's been minus three in each of the last, I think, three or four years. Uh, but he's always come back. And think about this. Somehow, some way, he played 82 snaps on Sunday. And this thing didn't go away, right? It didn't just go away uh... but i would imagine playing that many snaps and as we talked about uh... giving olivier vernon hell for eighty two snaps uh... it flared up in the week and they decided and he decided this is what has to happen so the cowboys go into this game without their two starting offensive tackles without their two starting centers if we go back to march when travis frederick or april when he announced that he was going to retire and joe looney is still out uh... and on top of that their guy that they considered their third uh... offensive tackle cam irving just gets back into a little bit of practice uh... this week i don't know that he's ready to go even in a reserve role uh... so we can spend half this show trying to figure out exactly what they're going to do that neither Mike McCarthy nor Jerry Jones wanted to reveal on how they're going to handle the offensive tackle position and how they're going to handle the backup center position. So uh, we can throw out our ideas, and none of them will be like absolutely wrong until probably we know for sure on Sunday. I don't think, Bill, we can uh,
2: hear we, Everson. I guess we, we've lost Everson on a, a live transmission from the SWBC Mortgage Everson Walls studio. Uh, so, Mickey, um, yeah, I think to echo what, uh, what I think Everson was about to say, it shows you how valuable that Tyron Smith has been to this team through the years. And really,. Um, it, it's, a team is fortunate when it's able to keep their offensive line intact. I think if you go through, uh, through all the rosters, all the depth charts across the National Football League, and the teams that have – Healthy offensive lines are typically the teams that are doing well right now. Okay, now there is a team in Philadelphia that has as many offensive line injury issues as the Cowboys have, and they're sitting there. I guess technically in first place to the NFC East. And I guess the good news for the Cowboys is they're also playing a team on Sunday, the Giants, that had their left tackle opt out, and so. Uh, they've got some weakness at the tackle position uh, themselves, uh, and so. But uh, I think we got Everson back now. So Everson, go ahead and tell us what you were saying
0: before. I, I, before I, my phone starts screwing up again, I, I just say that I think Tyron has been the best offensive lineman on this team for the past ten years. I, I've heard people say things about how uh, a smart uh, Zach Martin is, about uh, uh, Fredericks, and and all of these players that we brought in because we brought in a a, a host of studs on our offensive line, which really made us, it it, it caused a culture in in, in Dallas because of those three guys that I just named. But to me, Tyron was always the most important, the best athlete, and I think the most critical to this offensive line. Whenever he's out, we just don't do well. That's just the way it is. And, And those other guys can miss and we can kind of cover up for them. But you have to be very athletic to be on that, that left end, especially the uh, blind side of the quarterback. So having him have Dax back all this time I think uh, has been amazing and we've been fortunate as Cowboy fans to, to have that luxury. It's almost like another Rayfield Wright for Roger Starback. Rayfield Wright rarely gave up sacks to Roger. And as far as Tyron Smith is concerned, compared to all of the tackles that have come along uh, in the last 10 years, to me he's been the best and the best offensive lineman the Cowboys have ever had. I hope he comes back well. I hope this injury is just like Van Der Esch's to where he can come back. But otherwise, you heard me talk yesterday about how concerned I am just about his well-being as a person, and that still stands as well. You know, Everson, he might have been the best
3: offensive lineman in the league, not just with the Cowboys. Uh, I would love to put Olivier Vernon on a lie detector test and ask him, okay, how good was Tyron Smith this past Sunday? Uh, But yeah, he's been, and and that's why. (laughs) Why would you have to
0: put him on a lie detector test? Because he might lie about
3: it, you know, and say, "Well, nah, he's he's okay." I want him to tell the truth. Uh, But you know, and and so to maybe put this all in proper perspective, uh, this morning when uh, Jerry was doing his uh, segment on 105.3 The Fan, they asked him about his his biggest concerns, and the Cowboys have enough concerns going into this game. And he goes, Of all the concerns I have, it's the offensive line. And ain't that the truth? Because if your offensive line ain't functioning as an offense, you're not functioning. And that offense has been the Cowboys' bread and butter, even though they're one in three, it's at least kept them uh, in every game uh, they've played. And now, if that offensive line can't function because the offensive line, uh, offense can't function because of the offensive line, uh, boy, this team's going to be hard-pressed to uh, rely on a defense that hasn't been reliable in the last three weeks.
2: You know, uh, think back to the draft when Tyron Smith came out. He was the eighth pick in the draft out of uh, USC in 2011. Who was the next pick after Tyron Smith? It was it was J.J. Watt. Ah, and nice. and this is how <laughs> this is how highly I think of Tyron Smith. JJ J. Watt has been an NFL defensive player of the year three times in his career. If I had that pick to do over for the Cowboys in 2011, I'd still take Tyron Smith ahead of JJ J. Watt. I think that's how important he has been to the to this uh, Cowboys franchise the last decade.
3: And not just important from the position he plays, important from uh the fact that this offensive line was a mess at that time. And, and Jason Garrett basically put his hand down, put his fist down, and said, we've got to rebuild this offensive line. We can't do anything. We can't protect Tony Romo. doesn't matter what running back we have if we can't protect the offensive line and, and he was the first building block of this offensive line and I could remember what the Cowboys were playing with back then at center and at guard and and, and on running plays running plays they were getting their guards and centers pushed back into them two or three <laughs> yards not pass protection running plays right you know God bless Phil Costa you know but he. he, he You know what I mean? And and they were they were bringing. Remember, they were bringing guys in, and 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 the next week another guy would start at guard, and uh, oh, it was a mess. And that's why they made a concerted effort. After him, Travis Frederick. After him, Zach Martin. And and look how that line flourished. uh, You know, in the coming years, took a chance on Mark Colombo coming back from his injuries. And, 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 and they had an offensive line, and that's why this team's offense had success. It wasn't just the skilled players. That offensive line right. re- caused this, and now you're sitting here going, yes. oh, you're gritting your teeth, and we're going to tease what they're going to do next.
2: Right, Mickey, let me clarify. Uh, the uh, Tyron was the ninth pick, pick of the I draft in 2011.
3: I was going to let you go on that. It was only
2: yeah, one spot. Yeah, he, he was, all right, but, but I need to clarify further. J.J. Watt was not picked right after Tyron. He was picked 11th. There was one player picked in between Tyron Smith and J.J. Watt. And, Mickey, you should know who this player was at number 10 in the draft that year in 2011.
3: You got a quarterback.
2: A quarterback from Missouri, oh, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine
3: Gabbert, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so actually, okay, here, how about this? The number seven pick in that draft was Alden Smith to San Francisco. The eighth pick was Jake Locker to Tennessee. Mm. The ninth pick was Tyron Smith to Dallas. The tenth pick was Blaine Gabbert to Jacksonville. And the eleventh pick was J.J. J. Watt to Houston. So there you go.
3: Blaine's still
0: backing up somewhere, isn't
2: he? He's something like that.
0: <laughs> white, hey, white, quarterbacks, white quarterbacks are always backing up somebody oh, somewhere. Yeah, okay. I'm sure Blaine is. Right. I'm sure he is. And who somewhere. was the number one He's pick that year? He's someone's clipboard somewhere. <laughs> All right, and the number one pick that
2: year was Cam Newton to the Carolina hey, Panthers. Wow. Followed by Von Miller to Denver. Marcel what Darius to Buffalo. A.J. Green, draft. fourth to Cincinnati. Patrick Peterson, fifth to Arizona. Julio wow. Jones, sixth to Atlanta. Wow. What a I'll draft. Say, what a draft that was. Oh All my right. God. We continue with more mixed shots in just a moment.
1: Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tight Cleaners at home pickup and delivery, Back, back, back. to mixed shots.
2: Cowboys fans, have you picked up new gear like Everson Walls has for the 2020 season? All new styles are arriving now. Visit your local <laughs> Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or shop. Dot DallasCowboys.com for the boys.
3: <laughs> Someone needs to do some editing that on that right. wording, I'll tell you that.
2: There you go, I think Bill. It, you
0: got it. it, it is, <laughs>
2: or go to DallasCowboys.com slash shop, right? Is that
3: right, Mickey? Uh I was wondering <laughs> if the shop was before Dallas Cowboys.
1: <laughs> like it was shop, a double.
3: Or oh, I think actually I
2: think maybe you it's supposed to say or shop at DallasCowboys.com.
0: Yeah, or at, right? At DallasCowboys.com. Yeah, yeah there you go. All right. I never thought I'd miss the Jack Black uh <laughs> promo. Yeah, <prize>. Exactly. <laughs>
2: hey, I used my I used my Jack Black this morning too, by the way. All right, very good. All right. Mickey, what else do you know injury-wise for this big matchup with the Owen 4 Giants?
3: Yeah, I don't know if anything else uh, really matters. It sounded like uh, Dorrance Armstrong and uh, Tyrone Crawford uh, m- moved into a limited situation yesterday. Uh, so it looks like uh, Mike McCarthy said he felt good about their uh, potential to play on Sunday. So uh, that's a good thing. Uh, and then we'll see what happens to the guys that are on uh, injured reserve still but started their twenty one day deal uh... it looks like Anthony brown should be ready to go uh... on sunday which will give them another starting quality cornerback uh... we'll see about cam fleming i mean cam irving uh... cam fleming will be starting for the giants cam irving i'm not sure how much he's been able to do in practice and they didn't have to give injury reports on those guys uh since they're not on the roster yet uh so other than that DeMarcus Lawrence has practiced both days I know the knees still bothering him uh but at least he got out there and practiced so that's a uh that's a, a, a really good sign and they just got to kind of cross their fingers until next Sunday uh Chidobe is uh eligible to come off of uh injured reserve
2: Okay, let me throw this out at you. What do you think Jason Garrett, the Giants offensive coordinator, what do you think his game plan will be against this Cowboys defense?
3: Run the ball? I, 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 he, I You know, Devontae Freeman, he, he, last week was kind of a warm-up game for him. They just signed him. Uh, I, I bet they feed him. Uh, and they're going to see if the Cowboys have fixed their problems. Uh, on that defensive front to, to run the ball. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, and, and then I think uh, if they can do it a little bit, uh, then he'll take shots down the field, uh, big shots down the field, because those are, to me, for a young quarterback – those are the easiest balls to throw, right? And if it goes wrong and it's an interception, at least you've thrown it 30, 30 yards, 40 yards or whatever. Uh, and, and, you know, assuming you can make a tackle, it, it doesn't hurt you that bad. The passes that rookies have trouble with is throwing the ball over the middle where there's traffic or throwing that out quick enough and uh, that, that you've got a strong enough arm to throw a 17-yard out. Uh, Those are the problems rookie quarterbacks or young quarterbacks normally have. So I think he he follows that. He'll use two tight ends. If he's got a fullback uh, and he does have one, Eli Penny, uh, he's going to come heavy and come at the Cowboys. And that would be a way for him to shorten the game uh, and try to take time off the clock so the Cowboys offense doesn't get on the field. Now, if the Cowboys are having problems with whatever they do at the tackle position, he may want them on the field because that might be the quickest way to shorten the field uh for his offense. Uh is 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 uh, getting takeaways, which is what uh Mike McCarthy, I believe he his three keys to the game, number 1 was you know, no more turnovers, number 2, uh make sure you're um, uh, s- uh, strong against the run, and then I think number three was make sure you're protecting the quarterback. So if I had to do keys to the game, I'm just going to use, I'm going to take his word for it.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we lost Everson, it's it sounds over, like. Uh, you know, Mick. Me- you know, Mickey. I think the interesting thing is when you look at the Cowboys' uh, first four games and the and the opponents they went up against. The Rams ran a lot of eleven personnel. Okay, I, I think we, if you go back and look at it, at a roughly seventy-five plays they ran on offense. The Cowboys were in the nickel on fifty-five out of seventy-five plays. Their nickel defense. Uh, Atlanta was the same percentage, basically. Seattle, Jordan Lewis got over 70 snaps in that Seattle game. Seattle was almost exclusively 11 personnel throughout that game. But then when you look at last week against Cleveland, the Browns ran a lot of two-tight end stuff. I think Jordan Lewis, his, I, I don't have it in front of me, but his snap count was around 20 or so uh, in that game, which tells you right there, that Cal- even without even looking at the coach's film, you can, you can tell that the Cowboys were in their base defense a lot. And I think that uh, the Giants are going to go to school on what the Browns did. So Mark Colombo, the offensive line coach, is looking at how Bill Callahan uh, did w- or what he did with his offensive line against this Cowboys front. And uh, and so the Cowboys in their base defense have to prove that they have adapted to this scheme. And they they aren't. Square pegs being fit into round holes, so to speak.
3: Jordan Lewis. Had, what do you think? Jordan Lewis had 22 snaps, 29% of the plays. So yeah, you're exactly there right. there. You go. And that's what yeah, that's what they're gonna do. And, and you're right. And they, they, you know, and the Cowboys really hadn't employed any sort of base defense. And we talked about it going into the game that's right. that if they went to a four-three, they don't have a legitimate strong side linebacker and they tried to do it with dorance armstrong and alden smith i'm not sure how well that worked out and then they also tried to change up and play a three four Uh, but again they don't have the defensive ends as part of the three to play inside that are big enough to hold down the fort in there they just don't have the personnel to do that so um, be interesting to see if they they change up on that four three if they have to go to it and, and maybe maybe put Gifford out there I don't know you know try I, I try think so something too different right you can't keep doing yeah, the same yeah. thing and think you're going to get different results so uh, yeah I, I'd love to see
2: that and plus plus in a four three then you can limit the number of snaps or you can get Don Terry, Poe Tristan Hill into the number of snaps that they need to be. Having in a game, which is half of what they had against Cleveland last week, uh, and I, you know, I, I think Gifford would be would be the option there as the Sam linebacker in a four three defense. Now the the issue is he had really hadn't played an NFL game to speak of as far as on, on defense goes. He's been special teams, but uh, but I, I I think it's going to be interesting to see what the Cowboys do. The other thing about it is, obviously they the run defense was horrible last week. Demarcus Lawrence. I think even though he's got limited snaps because he's dealing with an injury, he is setting the edge better than any of the other defensive ends. True,
3: And he's playing the run, you know, as you mentioned. Right, you that's the what I edge, mean. You're yeah. playing the run, and he's even playing the run from the backside coming in to make sure there's not that back cut. If the guy going to the Cowboys right tries to come back left, they're coming right back into him. So uh, I know everybody looks at sacks, but... You know, there's more to this game than sacks, and I think sometimes I don't know if the guys start looking at that type of stuff, oh, i got to get sacks, i got to get sacks, because they know you get paid for sacks, right? Well, you're not going to get a chance to rush the quarterback if indeed uh, you you aren't stopping the run. And as a matter of fact, when I was telling you McCarthy's uh, three keys, the second one, I, I missed it. Need to apply pressure on the quarterback and so you earn the right to do that if you stop the run if you can't stop the run jason garrett will play action you to death
0: i'll tell you what spags i really enjoyed your uh preview it sounded just like bill belichick you are amazing (laughs) sir
3: (laughs) might be the greatest compliment i've ever had
0: Man, you are amazing. No, but really, uh, as we sit here, we, we you know, I always talk about TV pundits and radio pundits. Well, here we are. You know, we, we sit here, we watch the games, we try and come up with uh, the best ways for the Cowboys to win. All the Cowboys have to remember is what happened last week. How good is your memory? Because that's what uh, the Giants are going to check. They're going to see if you remembered or gotten any, have you improved from last week? Did you get, in, get into practice and did you remedy the problem? Because it's going to come at you again over and over. You're going to see runs. You're going to see reverses. You're going to see reverse pass. You're going to see Golden Tate using all of his athletic ability. They might I told you yesterday he might be in the Wildcat. They're going to do everything that they can do to help this, help this team win. Because New York, we think we're having problems here. New York is off the hook chain having problems. So we know that at this point we have the advantage in regards to personnel, in regards to even injuries and talent. So what they're gonna try and realize in New York is how can we keep them off guard? How can we keep the offense off the field? And they can only do that by having that slow game plan that you talked about, Spags, running the ball, keeping the ball out of our hands. It's just like trying to keep it's like trying to keep a fast break team from fast breaking on you all the time, layup after layup. You're going to have to do something to make them do it differently. So that's what the Giants, that's their only hope. That's their only hope at this point. And, of course, with Tyron being out, they smell just a little bit of fear from the Cowboys in regards to the doubt that they might have in their game plan. Just a little bit.
2: All right. Mike McCarthy said something also today and earlier this week about balance in his offense. That plus our picks to click when Mixed Shots continues in a moment.
1: Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, What do you call a group of grown men and women who get together every week proudly wearing the star to share a three-hour long ritual of cheering, shouting at the TV, and raising their Miller Lite together while yelling, how about them boys? You call it Miller Time and Cowboys Nation. Here's to the only beer of the Cowboys celebrating 60 years of greatness. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time.
2: If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them yokiero yokiero guacamole. Back back, back. to
3: mixed shots. I don't know why that makes me laugh so much, but in <laughs> case you need some energy, bring some Cowboys Game Day Energy from the Dallas Cowboys Rhythm and Blue Dancers or Drumline to your next virtual or in-person event. For appearance and performance details, visit dallascowboys.com slash dcrb. And don't you forget that.
2: All right. All right, Mickey, I, mean, I need some contingency plans for this Cowboys team now that we know that they are without – Starting offensive tackles, Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins, for the rest of the season, not just for Sunday, but even going forward the rest of the year. What are the contingency plans? Well,
3: I, I think there's probably a combination of four players uh, they're looking at. You know, we've seen what they've done previously without Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith uh, in the game. Uh, and I just lost my sound, by the way. Uh, we, we're here uh, hear you. But anyway, uh, they they had lined up uh, Brandon Knight uh, on the right at the on the left tackle and then Terrence Steele at right tackle. Now that didn't work out so well the last time, and so uh, you know they ended up moving in Seattle game uh, Zach Martin to right tackle, uh, but they moved Looney to to guard. Well, they don't have Looney to do that anymore, and Biotish, uh as the center. So. I bet they're leaning somewhat towards that, but if it's not night left, steel right, then their only other uh, alternative at the right side, to me, uh, Greg Sanat, they just signed him off Cleveland's practice squad, so at least he's been practicing, he's been working. He should be in somewhat shape uh, if they consider that uh, potential. Also, Jordan Mills, uh, the veteran, again but you know they picked him up right at the beginning of the season uh, and so I don't know what kind of shape he's in or if he's ready to play he was coming back from uh, a knee problem uh... last year he had knee surgery I think at the end of the previous year uh... but he's got the most experience of any of those guys if you know if he can do something so uh... not sure that he's worked in as much but it'll be interesting to see where they go on the right side uh, I just think that they're hesitant uh, to put Zach Martin out there but as I said yesterday you guys this is what it comes down to can Connor McGovern play guard better than somebody can play right tackle because if if he can then you can move Zach out there if you trust the guy in the middle but you know that if you get pressure up the middle that 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 That's curtains, right? The quarterback should be able to see what's coming from the right side. Uh, and you should be able to game plan that with a tight end. You can't game plan uh, a guard or if a center's having problems. I, I don't, I'm i not worried about Biotish, uh, but I would be worried about McGovern going there because he would be the next guy. He hadn't played a snap in the NFL, not, not a, on the offensive line. Uh, so that one would that one would be kind of concerning and I know everybody thinks well just move him out there Zach Martin well okay but who's gonna play guard and and I think that's what it's gonna come down to uh, dealing with uh, Zach Martin Brandon Knight I think has done okay Uh, people have played with worse at left tackle than Brandon Knight the right side's what concerns me
0: we worry about the tackle when it comes to the pass but if we want to control a ball game then we need to have our guards uh, steady in the middle because the running game is really what makes this this team win. So you're right, Spags. We need that guard position to be solid so that Zeke can be the one that controls the pace of this ball game. You know,
2: and uh, you look at the uh, Giants' uh, defense, and the one thing that I had teased, uh, well, first off, Mickey, Uh, Tell us about Marcus Henry as far as uh, backup center possibility. And and the
3: Cowboys do need a backup center. And I don't know that anybody that, you know, we've talked about has really put their hand on the ball. You know, everybody says, well, Connor McGovern did it in college. Well, that was 2017. Okay, this is 2020. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know how much he's worked on that. And he certainly hasn't done it in a game. Uh, Everybody says, well, you know, Connor Williams, you know, he said he'd do it. Well, yeah, okay, and maybe he's done it in practice. He hadn't done it in a game either. Uh, and Now, Cam Irving has, but I don't know that he's ready to go. So if that's the case, then you might have to sign uh, Marcus Henry off the practice squad uh, f- for this game day. Uh, the way they've done, you're allowed to do that with two guys off the practice squad. I believe it's just two. But at least during training camp, he, he, you know, he started off as the backup center. Uh, until Biodish overtook him but he was getting snaps and he works with the quarterbacks uh when they have their little quarterback school warm up before the practice starts so i would think he would be the logical choice and 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 by the way when when McCarthy mentioned the offensive line he, 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 and i don't know if he meant to let this slip out or not but he said yeah cuz on the offensive line we'll have eight or, or nine guys and he threw nine in there Normally, if you if Whoa. you keep those two extra offensive linemen and keep eight active, you get 48 on your roster. Now, he mentioned nine offensive linemen, so that means somebody else would be coming off the field, but maybe that's how much concern they have at those tackle positions along with backup center.
2: And by the way, we just got four minutes left in the show, uh, but uh, if any thoughts about... Ronald Leary, who came in for a visit last month, possibly being an option as a guard. Well, you can forget about that. The reports now are that Ronald Leary has decided to retire from Mm. football. That is breaking on Twitter right now. so there's probably a good reason, Bill,
3: why they didn't sign him, right?
2: That's right. just like Jared Veld here, who is another veteran guy that they bring had in. Yeah, bring and, back, uh,
0: Doug <laughs> yeah, bring yeah. back Doug Free. Bring back Doug <laughs> Free. Bring back Doug Free. Maybe they can maybe our, they can make our, a swap and get Columbo back over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: there you go.
2: <laughs> All right, let's make our picks. Our picks and our picks to click on Sunday at 3:25, the game being called by Jim Nance and Tony Romo hey. on CBS.
0: All right, Everson, you want to go first? All right, my pick to click. Of course, I'm going with the Cowboys to win, as I do every week. I'm going to announce that every week as well. I'm looking at a 28-13 win by the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys offense, you won't be looking for the big numbers, but they won't need them. Uh, running game is going to go well. But the passing game will be anchored by CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is going to take this Texas OU spirit oh, there you go. into the next day. He'll have, a, he'll have a Texas OU hangover, but he's going to be our guy. They'll have anyone that can guard him in the Giants secondary, especially guarding the slot receiver. They're going to be using all their best re- cornerbacks up on, uh, on our two outside receivers. CeeDee Lamb is going to feast on the inside.
2: And, and any Texas fan knows that this weekend, a year ago, CD Lamb is the reason OU won over Texas last year. He was the reason also Jalen Hurts was uh, in the Heisman contention last year. <laughs> I mean, a remarkable game this week. That's a great pick. Uh, I, I'll give him three touchdowns this week, just like he had against Texas last year. Uh-oh, How about you, Mickey? Uh,
3: I'm next. Yeah, you go, Mickey. So I saw that this game had a nine-point spread. The Cowboys were favored by nine, and I told someone, I wouldn't bet that spread and take the Cowboys with your money, okay? Uh, (laughs) So, although that probably means the Giants have to score ten points, you know. Uh, I got the Cowboys, (laughs) 26-20. I think the Giants will finally break through and, and, and score a touchdown. Uh, or two, Uh, and my pick-to-click, just because of how I think maybe conservatively the Cowboys are going to have to play, and I would imagine he comes back with a vengeance in this game. Uh, One, Ezekiel Elliott. They're going to have to lean on him in this game uh, to help out that offensive line, using two tight ends, uh, maybe using a tight end as an H-back, like a fullback. Uh, So let's go with Zeke. And all he's got to do is hang on to the ball. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. And I'm going with uh, you know last week the Giants were trailing the Rams 10 to 9 with five minutes left of the game. They wound up losing 17 to 9. How the Cowboys do against the Rams out there? It was a 20 to 17 game. I'm going a closer game than what a well. I don't know. Maybe people do think it's going to be a closer game, but I'm going. I'm going seven. when well, I'm going 24-23. Cowboys win Whoa. Whoa. by one point. And you know who's going to be the star of the game for the Cowboys? DeMarcus Greg Leg. Xavier Woods. <laughs> he's, going to have to, he's going to get to talk to the media again, <laughs> and he's going to talk about. What great effort the team gave in coming 100% with one of the
0: time. Win. That's exactly right. There you go. That's all my I pick know to click.
3: 24-23 doesn't sound like a lot of confidence in the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That does it, and
2: um, and I'll okay. I'll go ahead and pick Texas to beat OU. Also, will you pick
0: Missouri to beat Whoa. LSU? Whoa! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bill, that did you go... say you're picking Texas? <laughs> Bill, that the well, answer to that will go
3: back to what I said about betting on the Cowboys. I wouldn't bet on Missouri with your money. All right,
2: that does it. And and Grambling will beat Prairie View in the spring. In April, I promise you. In April, we'll be there when the flowers bloom. When the the flowers bloom (laughs) and we have the Great State Fair of Texas in April. All right, that does it for Mixed Shots. We'll see you again on Monday at 1.30.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
3: about you, Cowboys?